Hello and welcome to the Say Yes Movement podcast with Heather and John. Heather, good morning. So happy to be here with you. How are you doing? I am doing amazing, John. And I am excited because we are going to talk about how to change your mindset, how to get unstuck. And we've got some tools that we're going to share with everyone. So let's get started. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I love it. I love it. I love I love that we're going to be talking about this. And in, in the NLP world, we call it reframing. So it's a great tool on really perspective and how you look at the world and how you can really kind of change those little things to get yourself to where you need to be to be more empowered and strong. So, you know, when I think about reframing, I think about, you know, situations that have happened in the past. I don't know if you've gone through this experience where you've looked at all the things that have happened, but we have choices, you know, is it a good experience or it is a bad experience? And is there a way of reframing that experience where it actually gives us more power, right? Mm. So my question for you, as we go through this process today is, you know, what has been one of those experiences for you? I know you worked in, in, in corporate for a long time, you know, so have I, and we've all had those experiences, but how do we convert and change those maybe not so positive experiences into something more empowering? Well, you know, when you think about feeling stuck, when when we're feeling like, oh, like this is really, we're not living in the present moment. So that's a really important distinction. We're living in the past and our brain and our memory has changed the situation to mean something. And that meaning that we've placed on that situation is actually what's now driving our current behavior. And I can guarantee you that whoever the interaction was that wasn't so positive isn't thinking of you or the situation. It didn't affect them the same way. So you're choosing, and, and I, I say this gently, to bring that into your present. And then it's also affecting your future self because your future self is also stuck until we make a different meaning out of it. And that meaning, you know, we're meaning making machines. We're always making meaning might be, you know, let's say you did a presentation at work and it didn't go as well. And you got some feedback from your manager. Now you're like, Oh, now I'm afraid to do public speaking, or I never want to do that again. Or, you know, I, this happens for sales agents all the time. You know, at the end of the month, they've met their goals. They're like, yes, I'm on fire. And literally the 31st of the month is like this celebration day. And then the first of the month where their targets reset again, they're like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. And, you know, it's, it's, again, it's that meaning that we create of it. So this reframe process, John, that you're talking about is so important to un unleash the meaning and unleash our abilities and capabilities to help our future self become the best version of ourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I, I love the fact that we get to give different meanings to different situations in our lives, because there are certain things and this is what we do through our coaching, right? Like we realize where people are stuck. They're stuck because they're holding on to a particular feeling of, or, or they're, they're, they're stuck because they're holding on to a particular feeling of an experience and that experience they're not letting go of. Not and, yet. you know, before we got on the call, I, I was talking about somebody that I met years ago who was, um, who had gotten or who was going through a divorce. And they were holding on to that negative experience for 25 years. And after 25 years, they finally released it. And I said, well, what did that, what did that mean for you and your relationships over the last 25 years? They said, well, it was a bit of a struggle because I couldn't trust it. Mm. And because I held on to that negative 
experience for so long, it impacted, you know, 25 years of my life where I couldn't really trust anybody, you know, going out with people or having dates or anything like that. It just altered the whole experience for me. You know, thinking, wow, you know, and and I think the question that I ask clients in that situation is, how is this serving you? And for that client, Mm. she got to stay safe. But then what's it also costing you to keep this this belief and this memory alive? You know, there's there's two sides of the coins. And is the cost, the pain enough for you to actually make the change? And oftentimes, you know, the pain has to get really, really painful before people are willing to even consider making a different shift in their in their mentality. You know, I I use this example all the time. You know, I think 50% of the populations love roller coasters and 50% hate roller coasters and avoid them. And, you know, when I talk to audiences, I always ask, like, where do you feel that fear? And it's usually in their belly. And for the people that love roller coasters, it's they describe it as butterflies and excitement and, you know, all these really positive words. And then for the people that are scared of roller coasters, like vomit, like I'm going to throw up. And, and yet, here's the fun part about it. That feeling is the same feeling in the same place. And they've just created two different meanings. The excited people are like, these are butterflies and I'm so excited. And the people that are scared are like, no, 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 I'm going to puke. But it's the same feeling. It's exactly <laughs> the same feeling. It's the meaning we put on it. So, you know, I I, I ask myself this, these questions. I'm like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? What's the best thing that's going to happen? And then what's truly going to happen in this situation, especially when I'm really scared of doing something or I'm doing it for the first time because we we create these ideas in our head like the worst case scenario. And, you know, I know when I've done public speaking, I've thought, oh, I got to walk up like five sets of stairs to get to the stage. And like, I hope I don't fall. Is that really the worst thing that could happen? So you fall. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence falls all the time when she goes to those those things. And she just <laughs> owns it. So, you know, it's still not the worst thing that could happen. So, John, what's, yeah. your, what's your process for reframing? What do you use? You know, I, I think you touched on it already, but it's just being in the moment. The truth Mm. is you can go through, especially in experiences that you've never gone through before. And the truth is you'll never know what those experiences are going to be until you go through them, Mm -hmm. right? So being present in the moment, this is where I found I've had the most success, right? Whether it's up on stage speaking, whether it's, you know, working one-to-one or doing group coaching, it's really around just being present in the moment and really paying attention to what's happening. And you know, there's a part of me, you know, and this is going to sound a little funny, but there's a part of me that's just intuition that guides. I don't know mm. if you've ever had that experience where you've gone up on stage, you've given like just the best talk ever, and you get off stage and you're like, I can't remember a single word. <laughs> <laughs> all the time that happens, John, all the time, all the time. And people so, come and talk to me and I have to ask what resonated with you because I don't what what and and actually that's a really good question to ask anytime you're teaching or sharing ideas because somebody's your message is just your message but how the Mm -hmm. person receives it is most important john i think what you've captured there is when you're being present you're also not letting ego drive your bus and when ego drives the bus ego is trying to keep you really safe and we'll start to formulate all kinds of meaning that isn't true. 
And there's this superiority that the ego wants to have. It wants to be the best at everything. But, you know, when we're doing things for the first time, we can't be the best at it. So we got to let ego take a back seat for a moment and let our heart take the, take the front seat and be okay that we're going to trip and fall or we're going to do something that's for the first time. And the meaning is growth. The meaning is satisfaction. The, the meaning is, you know, you're honoring your craft of whatever you're trying to achieve. And that is much more powerful than letting ego always play safe. And, you know, that reframe is so, so important of yeah. what's the worst thing that can happen and what's the meaning you put on this and be in that present moment. John, me and you both, you know, I, I speak on stages that are huge. You speak on stages that are huge. And I'm never talking to 500 people. I'm talking to one person. And that one person looks and sounds just like me six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. So that's who I choose to impact because I just send the messages that I, I needed back then as well. And it's a really good concept to, to be as impactful as you possibly can be. Yeah, no, it's so true. And, and you, you know, you touched on something incredibly important. It, it's, it's not about you, right? Mm. And, and this is what, you know, we talk about this quite a bit. It's heart-centered leadership, which is really leading from the heart. You know, we, we let this this thing up here get in the way sometimes. Like, oh, but this is, you know, th there's all these different scenarios and all these different situations. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think there's an instinctive knowing, especially when you're present, right? Like, w when you are fully invested in what's going on, it changes the outcome, right? Like, it just changes the entire experience for everyone around you. And they notice it. They feel it. And then, you know, some of the best speeches I've ever given where, like I said, you know, you get up on stage, you do your thing, you know what you're going to talk about because it's so ingrained. It's you've repeated it so many times. It's so inside of you, but when it comes out, it comes out in a way that actually connects with the person that needs to hear it the most. And then you get off stage and they're like, Oh yeah, that was great. And it's like, Oh, Hey, what did I say? Um, but, but it was, it, it's just, it, it comes from a place it comes from the heart, right? Like, in mm -hmm. the, you, you know, this morning I did a quick TikTok on this and your your body has its own brain, right? Like your brain, your, your body has its own operating system. It knows, right? It knows what it needs to kind of give out in the world. It knows what it needs to do to operate day to day. And, and when we listen to that part of ourselves, I think that's when things really start to change. It gives us the opportunity to look at it in a very different way. You know, we talk about reframing. This could be either a very negative experience or this could be a very positive experience. And the one thing, and we talked about this last week that showed up in the movie, you know, every challenge, every obstacle is really just another opportunity to do something different. Right. And, and that has been, you know, it's been funny because that's been the message that I've been hearing in all the different work that I've been listening to over the, this last week, which is really around what's the opportunity here. Mm. You know, as, as we go into you know, as we go into Q2, you know, we're, we're, we're running, we're, we're, we're winding down to the end of Q1. We're starting Q2. What's the opportunity here? If we didn't do what needed to be done in Q1, how can we make sure that gets done in Q2? What's the opportunity? What can we do differently? Because I think mm -hmm. what ends up happening is we get stuck in that cycle, just like that woman for 25 years, stuck in that cycle of the, oh, man, this is horrible. It's a horrible experience. I'm holding on to it. I'm not releasing it. Or I haven't given it a different meaning, so I'm not able to move forward with it. And the same principle applies to business, right? How many times do we get stuck doing the same thing over and over, right? Because we think it's just that's the way it needs to be done or that's the way it's always been done. <laughs> I, You know, 
I remember going to so many planning sessions back in the corporate world where you're looking ahead, you're planning, and it just seems like overwhelming and un unbelievably impossible to achieve some of the things that you have to achieve. And that's because you're coming from a place of like you're at zero, you're at the starting point and then trying to get to this other place. And really the the action that needs to change in the corporate world is start from a place of your bucket being full what has the mm. team already accomplished what have they already been able to do that that was already impossible and what's the reflection that needs to be done so that everyone knows what's the strengths we used what did we do that that we didn't think was possible before and then and only then should you start the planning cycle for what you want to achieve next because now you've got everyone you know, sitting up straight. Okay. We've already done this. Their belief system and the reframe of the meaning of what is possible becomes now right in front of them. And then you start the planning cycle. And that is a mistake that I see teams make over and over and over again. They're not starting from a place of powerfulness and a place of capabilities. And when we activate our own capabilities and all sit in that and play in our A game, wow, let me tell you, unbelievable things can happen. And now the barriers are the things that seem like, why can't I do that? They're just move out of the way. They, they're not even in the way they move themselves. And I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy. But it's so true, John. And, and I know you've experienced yeah. the same thing. Yeah, no, actually, you know, this actually makes me think of a story that I, I haven't talked about this in a while, but this is a story that I heard from a, a colleague, a former colleague of mine. And you know, we're talking about playing to your A game. You know, when he started in school, I, I believe he was in the second or third grade, the teacher at the beginning of the year would say, everybody has an A. And your job is just to hold on to that A. So what that did for the kids in the class, is just like, oh, I'm an A student. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you don't have to work up to anything. And you think about how you treat your team, right? Like, are they A players? Right. Mm -hmm. Or do you bring in, you know, everybody talks about bringing in unconscious bias into conversations into the way we do things. But imagine starting off Q2 with everybody. Everybody's an A player. And, you know, based on our successes, this is what we know we can do. But imagine if we took that and we gave everybody that that A game that A player, you know, title at the beginning of the quarter. What would that mean at the end of the quarter? Wow. And how would that, sh I, I, I know, like, as I'm saying it, I'm, you know, I, I realize there's been points in my career where I've done that, where, you know, I've given people not, I'm not going to say the benefit of the doubt, but I've given people knowing that they have the ability to do what we need to do. It is one and of, that, you know, oh, it is one of yeah, the hu no. biggest humans needs is validation that they are mm -hmm. on the right track. And as leaders, you know, when you can look someone in the eye and give them that gift of validation and let them know what you see in them. And, you know, I often say, I see your future self and here's what he or she has already accomplished. So I'm also doing an embedded command for what they're going to do and how they're going to get there based on what they told me they wanted as their goals. And so I'm not talking to the person that's standing in front of me that has a confidence issue. I'm actually talking to the future self that's already done that. And then what happens to their brain? It catches that language and says, oh, wait a minute, if I've already done this and if she believes in me, then maybe I need to believe in myself. And that is a gift we can give to everyone around us, yeah. the gift of validation, yeah. being seen and heard. Yeah. And, and that becomes a reframe for the people on your team.
right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, you know what? I I might not see myself that way. And I, I know personally throughout my career, there have been times where I definitely didn't see myself being a certain type of person, but people saw that in me and I became that person, mm. right? Like, you know, the first time I stepped into a management role, um, at personally, I didn't feel like I had the, quality, the qualifications to do the role, but they gave me the role anyways. And I grew into it. Like I, I, you know, we talked about our future selves. We talked about this on Monday. They helped me get to my future point. Like I knew mm. that was one of the visions that I had for myself in terms of what I wanted to do. But it took somebody else's support, somebody else's trust to get myself there. And they, you know, it's it's amazing what happens when you start to acknowledge the people around you and, and what they really have in terms of a super. And that is so powerful. Like it just changes the dynamics of how the team operates. Like if you look at everybody on your team as a superhero, it's like, oh yeah, everybody has a skill. Everybody has a superpower. How do we bring all those superpower skills together so we can do what we need to do? And it doesn't mean we all have the same skill set. We're not all doing the same thing. We're all different. That's mm. what makes it amazing. Like it's that diversity that makes it so special, right? It's just, man, it's like, wow. Like, if it, like you just, you start to reframe, you know, even how you start to interact with people on, you mm -hmm. know, people day to day, right? It, it just changes how you operate, how well, you run your John, business, just, run your department. Yeah. My, my non-negotiable every day, I'm going to positively impact five people. That's, that's how I live my life. It's a rule, but that's a, also a reframe because now my brain and my body is looking for those moments that I can interact and, you know, even when working from home, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk and I'm going to run into people and I'm going to make sure that I say good morning. And so, you know, there it's really simple things, but it's a reframe mm -hmm. for how I'm going to live my life. It's not just every single, how I'm going to live the day. And when you're looking at your day as how can I positively impact more people? Believe me, those those opportunities show up, but if you didn't, they don't show up. I would, I could, I could sit in front of the computer and not leave my house and not positively <laughs> impact anyone. And that's not the life that I want to live. So, you know, yeah. I, wow, we've covered so much, John. And what I, what I want to invite everyone is that, you know, we're, we're talking about questions to ask yourself, but a lot of times when we're stuck, we need that extra help. We need that extra support. And both me and John, you know, we're expert NLP coaches. We can, we can sit down with you. We can have a conversation. If this is the right moment that you need to get unstuck and we can help you do that. So reach out to us, direct message us. Um, we are taking on new clients now. And I think now's the time that we get unstuck because there's a whole not three more quarters of this year to make it our best year yet. So that's, that's my invitation to everyone. But in the meantime, the other invitation is how do you reframe something that's going on in your life to make it the most positive meaning that you can do? What did you learn from it? Mm -hmm. What did you take from it? And how are you going to move forward with that understanding of who you are? I love it. I love it. That's, okay. Okay. Great. We're going to wrap up there. Thank you everybody for listening in. Remember when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Thank you for tuning in to the Say Yes Movement podcast. We'll be back on Friday with more tips and info on really how to shift and change what you're doing day to day. Have an awesome Wednesday, everybody. We'll see you on Friday.